Hello, and welcome to this introduction to Henry V, presented by Guildford Shakespeare Company. The production has been adapted and directed by Caroline Devlin, specially for this online performance. The show will be performed live and streamed to you through the medium of Zoom, a presentation method many of us have become very familiar with over the past year. Here's how it works. Five actors make up the company. Each actor is in a separate location, speaking directly to their own camera. Through the wonders of technology, their individual performances will be combined to make them all appear to be in the same space and interacting with each other. Most of the time, one face appears on the screen at a time, though occasionally multiple faces will be shown. Unique virtual backgrounds have been created to locate each scene in a particular time and place and all the actors in a given scene will appear before that backdrop. Our actors, two women and three men, are all familiar to GSC audiences from multiple performances over the years and will perform more than 25 roles between them. At the end of this introduction, you'll hear a few words from each of them to give you a bit of a feel for their individual voices. But first, I'm going to do a bit of scene setting. Henry V focuses on the events leading up to the Battle of Agincourt during the Hundred Years' War. The play was written around 1599, but the real historical events which form the basis of the story happened in 1415, and the design for this production gives a nod to the 15th century. Each of the actors wears a base costume of dark trousers and a loose grey jersey tunic in the shape and style of a chainmail jerkin, held in place with a thick leather belt around the hips. All five members of the company wear this base costume when they appear as the chorus. Other items of costume are then added on top of the base costume to create individual characters. King Henry V is played by Gavin Fowler. He's a man of about 30 with an athletic physique his thick dark hair waves back from his brow in unruly curls and the shadow of a beard defines his jaw. His eyes are dark and intense under heavy brows, his full lips surly and passionate. He wears a dark brown surcoat over his base costume with a chainmail hood protecting his head and extending down to cover his shoulders. A simple silver crown encircles his brow. The noblemen of both England and France are seen at court and in battle. At court, they wear rich robes made of velvet in dark jewel colours. The robes have full draping sleeves and large collars trimmed with fur, and many of the nobles wear a gold chain of office about their neck. Those who join the battle add chainmail hoods to protect their heads and have their swords belted at their waists. The Duke of Exeter, for example, played by Chris Porter, is a broad-shouldered man in his late forties with a bald head, a full beard accentuating his firm jaw and steely blue eyes. He wears a rust-coloured coat with his chainmail hood. The story of a great battle necessarily needs soldiers. The professional warriors of the English force wear tabard-style tunics held in place by their sword belts and topped with a chainmail hood. 
Captain Fluellen, played by Matt Pinches, is a fine example. His tunic was once white, but is now so stained with mud and blood that the crest of the Welsh dragon on his chest is almost obscured. His head protection of choice is a round metal helmet, and instead of a sword, he carries a large and sturdy club. Fluellen's expression is determined, his mouth set in a firm line, and there's a shrewd twinkle in his eye. In addition to the professional soldiers, working men help to swell the ranks of the English force, and among them is one of Shakespeare's best-loved characters, Pistol. Played by Chris Porter, Pistol is a coarse, swaggering drunkard. He and the other working-class characters wear rough, homespun clothes in undyed fabrics of brown and beige. Pistol's outfit consists of an oat-coloured jerkin with leather trim at neck and cuffs, and a close-fitting black cap that frames his face, setting off his shaggy beard and roguish grin. On the other side of this historic battle are the French. The King of France, played by Paula James, is elegant and refined, his dark eyes cold, his expression slightly sneering. He wears a heavy black velvet robe with a thick fur collar and a weighty gold chain around his neck. An ornate gold crown rests on his dark hair. The son of the king and heir to the French throne is the Dauphin, played by Matt Pinches. The Dauphin is a flamboyant character dressed in a highly ornate black and gold robe with full sleeves, worn open over a white shirt. There are just two female characters in the whole play, Catherine, daughter of the King of France, and her maid, Alice. Catherine, played by Emily Tucker, seems demure and ladylike, with large eyes and a pensive expression. But the hint of a smile at the corners of her sensitive mouth suggests a lively sense of humour. She wears a blue velvet gown trimmed with silver and gold, the long sleeves close-fitting at the upper arm and trailing at the wrist. Alice is played by Matt, dressed in a loose white gown with a starched white collar reminiscent of a nun's habit. She has a permanently surprised expression, eyes wide and lips pursed, and her hair is completely concealed beneath a large gold hat with two curving peaks and a fine white veil floating from the dual tips. The virtual backgrounds will enable us to travel through England and France with Henry and his army. The backgrounds are photographic and realistic in style. Some of them are actually videos and they provide a great sense of place and atmosphere. We begin in England and King Henry's court. The presence chamber is austere and impressive with towering stone columns and a high vaulted ceiling. The effect is rather like a cathedral. We're not here for long, and soon we move on to Southampton, where the fleet will set sail for France. Here, Pistol and his mates gather on the dockside, with the waves lapping at the thick sea wall. Others of Henry's force are carousing at the Red Lion Inn, a traditional tavern with thick stone walls lined with wooden kegs and pewter tankards, warmly lit by candles. 
once on French soil, we join Henry and his men before the French city of Harfleur. The towering stone walls of the ancient city are in ruins, and rocks and rubble continue to fall, adding to piles of debris that surround the English soldiers. At Agincourt, the English and French armies make camp ahead of the great battle, pitching innumerable tents and setting up cooking fires. The tents of both armies are tall with a circular footprint and conical roofs, and they are densely packed together, reaching almost to the horizon. The English tents are white, the French are striped in blue and white. As night falls over the two armies, the shadows deepen, and King Henry pulls on a dark hood and moves among his people in disguise. At several points throughout the play, we also visit the French court. The palace here is lighter, more elegant in style than the English court, with tapered archways and fine carvings in honey-coloured stone. The chambers look out over beautiful, manicured gardens where stone paths curve between topiaried hedges and vibrant flower beds. And some of the characters will actually step out into the garden and speak there. The chorus appears throughout the play, keeping us up to date with the progress of the plot. When the actors appear as the chorus, their virtual backgrounds disappear and their actual backgrounds are revealed, showing us the mechanics of the production. Behind each actor is a green screen with a table of props and costumes to one side. The actors are often in the process of removing or adding an item of costume as they speak to us and unfold the tale. I'll hand over to the cast now. You'll hear a little bit from each of them to tell you about the many characters they are playing. Hello, my name is Gavin Fowler and I'm playing Henry V. Uh, this is my voice that you'll be hearing throughout the play and it's the only character I'm playing. Sometimes I'll be speaking a bit quieter and at other moments, no doubt, shouting at certain points. <laughs> um, but yes, this is my voice. Hello, this is Chris Porter and like the rest of the company, I'm going to be playing elements of the chorus. I'm going to use my own voice for that. Uh, I'm also playing Exeter. I'm going to roughen up Exeter a bit. He's going to talk down there a bit. Uh, and then I'm also playing Pistol. Pistol is going to be sort of estuary up in my nose a little bit like that. And uh, I'm playing Jamie, a Scottish soldier, and he'll be like, what? I'm also playing a couple of Frenchmen. I'm playing uh, the Duke of Bourbon, who is a um, who is a warrior, and I think he's going to be sort of there. And uh, I'm also playing the Duke of Burgundy, who is a very, very refined character. Thank you. Hello, I'm Matt, and I am playing, amongst other characters, uh, the chorus, who will be using, uh, my, I'll be using my own voice uh, for that, which is this. I'm also playing Fluellen, the Welsh captain, so we have a Welsh accent. Um, I'm also playing uh, old Thomas Erpingham, um, also the Archbishop of Canterbury, who has a much more deeper resonance. Um, I also play uh, Bardolph. He's a bit of a cowardly soldier and uh, he's going to have a bit of a Cockney accent. Ah, uh, well met Corporal Nim. Um, and then um, I also play Bates, the archer. He's going to have a little bit of a northern uh, twang to his voice. Um, I also play the Dauphin, 
who is a little bit more petulant and, and oh, he's the Prince of France, but also rather, rather aggressive. And I also play um, Alice, the gentle, uh, the waiting gentlewoman to the um, French princess. And we speak in French, or at least Shakespeare's version of French. Hi there, I'm Paula James, one of the actors performing in Henry V. This is my usual speaking voice. This is the one that you're likely to hear when I play chorus. Another of my characters is Williams, who has a northern, quite stoky accent. The next is Nim, and Nim has a more South London, more relaxed and estuary sound to him. Cambridge has a more nasal quality to him, whereas the King of France has a much deeper and more grounded sound to him. You'll also hear me play Westmoreland, McMorris and Mountjoy. Hello, my name's Emily. This is my normal voice. Um, I will be playing a number of parts throughout the play, uh, one of them being Catherine, the French princess, who will talk like that and uh, sometimes parler français. Um, I'll also be playing Captain Gower, who's a, a, an older, well-meaning sort of man. Um, Captain, if you like. Uh, blinking and glasses, that's him. Um, and I'll also be playing the boy, who is a little cockney, like, what's going on? Oh, my God. Um, and I'll also be playing the French constable, who is sort of, you know, very sure of himself, and I'm going to win this battle. Um, and I'll also be playing the French ambassador in the beginning, who will um, sound a little like this, sort of hoity-toity. And I'll also be playing the French governor of the town, who will similarly be uh, sort of rather high on his horse. At this point in the play, perhaps a little less so. So... Uh, a bit more sort of like that, talking to him further away. Um, I think that wraps up the characters that I have. I don't know if I've forgotten any, but it's very possible. Um, but I think that's me. Au revoir. And there you have it. Five actors, 25 characters and 10 locations, all brought to you in the comfort of your own home. Thanks very much for joining us for this exciting performance of Henry V. Enjoy the show. <laughs>